Welcome out to Wednesday Night Worship and Word. Aren't you thankful to be alive? I was listening to a song on the way over here. My daughter fell asleep, and I about started crying. It said, all of my hope is in the name, the name of Jesus. 
breakthrough will come, but it will come in the name of Jesus. We look at so many other things off to this side or that side. We look at politics and money and all this other stuff in our life, but it's all in the name of Jesus. And we get depressed and downhearted. Brother Holton would say the mullet grubs back in the day. We get there because we get our eyes off of Jesus and we get it onto all this other stuff. And I'm thankful that we can come together and refocus. We refocus on who it's all about, what it's all about, what it's for. It's for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Step out of your pew. Shake somebody's hand. Give them a high five. Tell them you're glad to see them. Loosen up a little bit tonight. Like, you know it's level we share in here, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, you probably just need to change it. That's interesting. Well, praise God. Every time I do this, y'all take your liberty, don't you? I love y'all. <laughs> There's people going outside shaking neighbors' hands and stuff. They're like, well, praise God, he said to. (laughs) We're going to go before the Lord in prayer. At least I got a couple smiles out of some of y'all tonight. (laughs) If you have a need on your heart, truly, I think we all do, but if you have something on your heart tonight, if you feel comfortable, tell it to your neighbor. I believe when we pray, God hears and he knows. And if you don't get an answer immediately, there's a reason why you don't. I can say that truthfully and hopefully. There's a reason why you don't get it. Maybe it ain't your time to have it yet. God knows better than we know. I can say that. He's proven it to me time and time again. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful to be together, Lord, together in your house tonight. Oh, God, I pray that you would touch this service. God, touch the singers and the musicians. Touch the speaker. God, I pray that you'd anoint God, have your way in this place. Touch our babies, Lord Jesus, tonight. Touch every kid in Kids Quest. God, I pray that you would touch their little minds and their little hearts. God, let the word affect God. Let it do, God, what you've called it to do. God, we pray that you would have your way in this place tonight, God. Bend our wills, Lord God. It's not what we want in this place, but it's what you want. God, it's not what we've set up. It's not what we've scheduled or what we've seeking to be, God, but it's what you have planned, Lord God. And if we'll bend, God, if we'll do what you've called us to do, then you'll do what you can do, God, and that's anything. God, we thank you, and we give you praise, honor, and glory in this place tonight. And we ask it all in the mighty name of Jesus. And the church said, amen and amen. If I could get a couple of ushers to come up tonight. It looks like the only announcement that we have tonight is that this Sunday we're going to have Bishop Willis and his wife with us. My wife is excited. He is. If you haven't been here, it's been been a little while since he's been with us, but he can preach and he's got some wisdom. 
And Lord knows our world needs some wisdom, doesn't it? So make sure invite somebody out. It'll be worth their time, worth their while. Amen. Brother Zach, you pray over the offering for me. Amen and amen. Bring your tithes and offerings forward tonight and praise and worship with our worship team. Who am I that you are mindful of me? That you hear me when I call. Is it true? Is it true that you Amazing, sing! I am a friend of God. 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 He calls me friend. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. It's amazing. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. I am a friend. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me
Amen. Real quick, can we lift our hands to heaven right now? Just close our eyes. Come on, we're singing a beautiful song. God, I give myself away to you. But I wonder right now if you can whisper those words, not as a song, but as a prayer. Come on, that carries so much weight. God, I give myself to you, Lord. When Jesus called the disciples, they had to make this decision. They left what they were comfortable with. They left the jobs that they had trained for, the jobs that had been passed down from family. They left their comfort zone and they put their lives into Jesus' hands. Can I wonder right now, can we do that? Can we leave our comfort zone? Come on, the spiritual realm, God, if you can use anything, God. I pray, Lord, you'd use me, God. My life isn't my own. Come on, that's it, God. I love you, Jesus. I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to step out a little bit, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now can we clap our hands to the Lord today? Lift up our voice and honor him. Come on, because it's an honor that God would choose us. It's an honor to be used by Jesus. God, thank you, Lord. God, I even have this opportunity, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You think about seven billion some odd people in this world and God will choose to use you. That's amazing. It's a very humbling thought to have. Amen. So good to have each and every one of you today. So good to see all of our guests. We give our guests a great big hand clap. I see a couple today. Amen. We are going to get our children out of here, our kids' quest. If our teachers, everybody else can be seated just for a moment. But if our teachers begin to make their way back, our children. Amen. We love our kids. You look around, you see some open spots where some people usually are. Uh, we have several out right now that are ill. Please remember them. I know Sister Shelley, uh, the Bailey family, Brother Thomas, Sister Casey, uh, they have the flu in their house. I know they're not feeling good. I know little Gavin's not feeling well. Chloe's home tonight, not feeling well. I know we have several, so I don't want to miss somebody, but I know there's several. Look around. There's somebody you usually connect with, and they're not here. Will you pray for them? Also, make sure you reach out to them this week as soon as you get out of church. Uh, it's crazy how quick and easy it is to send a text or make a phone call. And a lot of times I look at tasks, and I'm like, man, there's so much to do. I, I don't have time to do it all. And then once I start doing it, it was much faster than I realized. Reaching out to somebody does not take a lot of time, does not take a lot of effort. Uh, we're very blessed with that. So please look around, even if you need to make a note real quick on your phones uh, or on your tablet, whatever it is, make sure you reach them out to somebody, let them know you're thinking about them. Brother James, where's he at? Brother James is hard at work behind the scenes, and a lot of people don't know this, but we met here Monday night. And we recorded several sessions. We are going to have uh, the women of this church are putting together some uh, teachings that are going to inspire, that's going to encourage uh, the ladies in 2022. And uh, we kicked that off this past Sunday, or, uh, Monday night. And uh, we are thankful for all the talent we have here. And we already uh, recorded three messages. And all three messages were wonderful. And next Monday, we're going to meet here and record three more. Uh, pray for those that are involved. I heard, I'm sick to my stomach. I want to puke. Um, I'm going to leave. I'm going to run away. There were several things that were said. So they're, they're a little nervous. I've been giving Bishop a hard time. I don't know about that. He just wants somebody to feel sorry for him. 
If Sister Latoya was here, we'd give a big awe, but she's not here, so we won't do that. Amen. So there are a lot of great things going on. Make sure you get connected as we close out 2021 and head on to 2022, praying that uh, we just have something good happen. We just want something good to happen. It's, it's a couple years removed. Just something amazing happened this year. Judges chapter 6, starting at verse 1. I'm going to skip around through verse 16. It's an honor to be before you today. Anybody still feasting from what the Lord did on Sunday? Amen. I would encourage you not to let that be a one-service deal. But let's, let's take that as our springboard, that we never go behind that. We fall sometimes. We have issues sometimes. But let us never fall behind where God took us on that Sunday. Because there were some amazing things that took place in our families and individuals and in ministries, and I do not want to go backwards. Uh, so make sure you're praying. Make sure you're fasting. Make sure you're reading your word. And when you get the chance to come into the house of the Lord, even on a Wednesday night, worship Him. That's your opportunity. Worship Him. It's amazing what takes place. Judges chapter 6, verses 1 through 16. Again, I'm going to skip around a little bit here. And the children of Israel did evil on the side of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel, and because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites uh, came up and the Amicalites and the children of the east, even they came up against them and they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou come unto Gaza and left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor ass. For they came up with their cattle and their tents and they came as grasshoppers for multitudes. Say there was a lot. There was a lot for both they and their camels were without number. And they entered into the land to destroy it. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the uh, children of Israel cried unto the Lord. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites that he heard them and he answered. Skip down to verse number 11. And there came an angel of the Lord that sat under an oak which is in Ophrah that pertained unto Joash the Abrasite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen on us? And where be all his miracles which our father told us of us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go, in this thy mind, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites, for not have I sent thee. Have not I sent thee. Verse 15, and he said unto them, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Finally, verse 16, and the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Amen. Just for a moment of time, I want to kind of take my message out of verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. My title tonight is Remind Me. Remind Me. Look at your neighbor and say, Remind Me. Remind Me. Sometimes we need a reminder. Amen. Can you put your Bibles down? Lift your hands to heaven one more time. We're going to ask the Lord to encourage us tonight. How many knows the Lord has a message for you? Amen. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you, God.
Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the opportunity to be in your presence today. God, thank you, Lord, for your spirit, for your anointing. We already feel in this house. God, we love you, Jesus. God, we come with that great expectation in our hearts. God, knowing and believing, Lord, that all things are possible in this moment. God, I know, Lord God, you did great things on Sunday, Lord God, but we're going to move forwards, God. We're going to go for greater things, Lord Jesus, because we know you can do that. God, I pray, Lord, to give us ears to hear. God, a heart to receive, Lord Jesus. God, if you can use anything, Lord, I pray, Lord, you'd use this vessel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. You can be seated tonight. Remind me, Gideon receives a call while he was hiding from a great and mighty army. The sin of Israel got them into a mess. Don't we know that sin gets us into a mess sometimes? But God's grace still abounds in our lowest times and throughout our sin. God still hears us and God still loves us. And as Gideon is hiding, trying to get some type of food for his families and friends and doing everything he can, the angel of the Lord shows up out of nowhere and begins to call Gideon out. Verse number 12, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And I know we've heard this story multiple times, and I'm sure it's been preached in every angle, but understand what's taking place here is you have a young man that is scared to death. He is in the middle of a horrible situation. Uh, the Bible lets us know the Midianites have been around them for seven years. They have taken all of their increase. Basically, every time they plant something in there's growth, the enemy comes in and takes it. Every time they get some cattle born and they start getting their, their cattle a little bit stronger, they can do something with it. The enemy comes in and takes it. Every time there's a good revival, every time there's a good service, the enemy kind of sweeping in and, and attacking on every angle. And they just can't get ahead of it. And here's this man that's hiding behind a wine press saying, I've got, I've got to do something. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to do everything I can to provide for my family. I'm going to do everything I can. Anybody ever just get by? Anybody ever feel that way? You're just getting by? God, I'm doing just enough to survive. I'm doing just enough to get to another day. I don't know why I want to get to another day because tomorrow is going to be the same kind of day that yesterday was and the day before. God, but I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep doing what I can do. Come on, it's not a whole lot, but I'm going to do what I can do. Am I talking to anybody today? Anybody trying to do what you can do right now? It may not feel like a lot. It might not feel like you're accomplishing a lot. And it may feel like every time you get a little bit of sustenance that the enemy comes in and takes it from you, but you've not stopped. Come on, I believe we're a church that, man, we may be really grinding, really pushing, but we're not stopping. And I hope we keep pushing, and I hope we keep pressing, because I believe that we're going to have moments just like Gideon, and the Lord's going to come down and remind us. Gideon was placed in Israel at this time for a purpose and for a reason. He wasn't there just by any old uh, happenstance. He was there for a reason. God knew he was going to be alive during that day. God knew that this was going to take place and these things were going to happen. And what Gideon needed most was a reminder. If we're going to be successful, if we're going to grow, if we're going to beat our enemy, we're going to have revival, we're going to walk in the gifts and callings of God, if we're going to see the things that were prophetic words that were preached over this church, there's going to be times that we have to be reminded of who we are and what we possess. And that's what I want to do tonight. I want to remind somebody who you are. 
You're greater than someone who should be hiding behind something. You're more powerful than somebody that should be scared to death with your knees knocking, waiting for the enemy to come steal the good things that you have. We shouldn't live our lives that way any longer. I need to remind somebody today just who you are. Because I want you to know that you may see yourself hiding and weak, but God sees something totally different. In your weakest moment, this was Gideon's weakest moment, God did not see what Gideon saw or what the enemy saw, but God saw what he placed inside Gideon. He says, you may not realize this, you may not know it right now, Gideon, but you're a mighty man of valor. You're a warrior. You're powerful. You're mighty. I want to get up close to somebody today and remind you that you are a a man of valor and a woman of valor. You are powerful. You are mighty. There is something that's inside of you that's ready to take hold. There is something that's inside of you right now that's going to get you out of your situation and out of your issue. You already possess the very thing you need to tear down whatever the enemy has built up around you. Inside you right now is the power and the authority you need. I need somebody to believe it today. Right now inside of you, you may not feel strong, but inside of you right now there's power. There's anointing. There's authority. You already possess it. You just need to be reminded that it's there. You know how I know it's there? Because the Lord reminded us that there is already power and authority when he looked down on Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came unto me saying, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Before mom and dad knew you were there, I had something special for you. I ordained you. I knew when you were going to be alive. I knew everything you were going to deal with. I knew every shortcoming. I knew every giant. I knew every warrior you were going to have to face. And before you were even known to anybody else, I prepared you for this moment. I blessed you, I ordained you, and I anointed you. There's something inside of you right now that you were born with. There's characteristics right now that's inside of you that you were born with. That God placed inside of you for such a time as this. Sound familiar? That was Esther. Esther never deserved to be in a palace. Esther was born, amen, and she was a foster child. She was adopted. She wasn't the right color. She wasn't the right nationality. But God, before she was even born, God put something inside of her to one day stand up and to be who he called her to be. Jeremiah looks at this and says, man, from my child, God, you saw something inside of me. You ordained me. You sanctified me. Verse 6, then he starts with the excuses. Because you have to have some good excuses for a good Bible story. It's got to be relevant because that's what I do. Uh, you don't do that. I do that. Verse 6, then said I, O Lord God, behold, I cannot speak from a child. I'm not old enough to do this. But the Lord said to him, say not I am a child. Don't you speak that over yourself. You're speaking some things over yourself that you shouldn't be speaking over yourself. Come on, we're not giving us ourselves near enough credit that we need. 
we're hanging our heads way too much. Come on, let me, be, let me be open and truthful tonight. I looked out after a great service on Sunday, and what I saw tonight were some people without any confidence. We were singing about the glory of God, and man, I felt so bad that I saw some of you just kind of hanging your head. I just don't know, Lord. I, I don't know that I have that. I don't know that that's me. I don't know that I can sing this. Stop it. Seriously, stop it. You are powerful. You are somebody. You are something. Come on. This is what we do. We, we sell ourselves short. We sell ourselves way too short. Just like Jeremiah's looking at himself and says, I'm just a child. Don't say that. Not after I just told you you're anointed. Because we have an issue sometimes standing up and saying, I'm blessed. God, I'm bragging. I'm, I'm talking about myself. I, I can't say that kind of stuff. I sound conceited. No, sometimes you got to encourage yourself. Sometimes you have to call it like it is. Sometimes you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm not this. I, I'm not that thing. I, I may have fallen, but man, I, I'm not that. I remember a service when God called me out. I'm glad, Grandpa Purdue. I, I remember services God called me out. And it's what kept me going. Oh, when I wanted to quit, when I wanted to throw in the towel, there was something that says, no, 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 no. God says you're a man of God. And a man of God doesn't quit. God says you're called a minister, and a minister doesn't quit. God says I place something inside of you, and we're not stopping. Why? Because there's some people that's depending on you. Come on, I'm talking to all of you right now. There's some people that's depending on you. That's waiting on your ministry. Verse 7, but the Lord said unto him, say not, I am a child. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces. You ever sit up here with a microphone? Faces. I'll tell you right now, I don't look at anybody. I look at that exit sign, I look at that light, and I look at that camera, and I don't look at anybody's faces. Because I've already looked at faces. Your all faces scare me. I think I'm good. And all of a sudden, everybody's looking at me like, what are you doing? Be not afraid of their faces. For I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. For I am with thee to deliver thee. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. The thing that he discounted himself for. I'm a child. I don't know anything. God says, I know who you are. But this isn't about you. Mm. Verse 10, see, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. But you just said, you are a child. No, I have set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down. To build and to plant. Oh, you don't understand what's getting ready to happen. You don't understand what I'm getting ready to do with you, son. <laughs> Listen to me. 
Listen to me. We've got to be reminded who we are because this is where Jeremiah and Gideon did not have a full understanding. They both start with excuses because they looked at their situation and said, hey, if I'm going to be successful, I have to have this, 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 and this. And I'm not any of that stuff. They said for, you got to think about it. If I'm going to go beat all these, the Midianites, there's a, a number that you can't even count. If I want to be something that's powerful and mighty, as humans, what do we say? I need to be a great warrior. I need to be physically strong. I need to be powerful, and I need to be fearless. I've got to have the ability to use a sword and a shield. Who can do that? Gideon's looking around and saying, you might be able to do that. Jeremiah's saying, oh, I'm not very good with my words. I'm just a kid, but I bet that person over there, I bet that person can do that. Because isn't that what we do? God says, I'm going to raise somebody up. I'm going to raise ministry up. And we're looking around saying, he must be talking about you. He he must be talking about her. It's not me. I, I, I don't have these things. I don't have the qualifications that I think I need. But understand, that's, that's man. Because what I just described was what they were looking for in Saul as they appointed him king. And we know what happens when man appoints a king. They looked at all the wrong features. But God says, no, 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 when I'm looking for a king, when I'm looking for somebody that I can use, I'm looking for a man after my own heart. I'm not looking at what this looks like on the outside or how strong it is or how powerful or, or the knowledge. I'm looking a little bit deeper. Because as humans, we don't look this deep. Oh, we only look on the outside. But what we did not realize, that was when the Lord looked down at Gideon, he was mighty because he says, by your might, you're going to defeat him. I'm weak. I, I got spaghetti arms. I, I can't do anything. But by your might, he had a humble spirit that made him mighty because he was stressing wheat on a wine press. Come on, I I could send someone else to do that, but God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep pressing. I don't think of myself any larger or any greater than anybody else. Oh, you want to be in ministry? That's where it's going to start. Honey, it's not about you. It's not about your talents. It's not about how great you sound. It's not about how good you look. But God's looking for a humble heart. He's looking for the person who says, God, I'm not qualified to do this. God, I I can't do this on my own. And as soon as you can say, God, I can't do this on my own, God says, that's who I want. I want that person that says, I can't do this on my own. That's what he looked and saw Gideon. Oh, that's, there's mighty. He saw somebody that was mighty and caring. You know why? Because he was caring enough to put his life on the line, to sneak around at night. Yeah, you can call him a coward if you want, but I don't see anybody else behind that wine press doing everything he could. He said, I care enough about my family and my friends and my neighbors. I'm going to do something. I may not know completely what to do, but baby, I'm not going to stop working. I'm going to keep my hands to the plow. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep pressing. I I don't know why I'm doing it, 
but I care enough about people. Because it takes a selfless spirit to be used by God. We just sing about it. God, my life is not my own. It's you. It belongs to you. It is, this is yours. Oh, that's a hard thing to say. That, that's a hard thing to hand over. Especially, you got some things going on for you. God, I don't want to give this stuff up. I don't want to walk away from this stuff, but if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Come on, that makes you mighty. That makes you powerful. That makes you a, a man and woman of valor. When you can say, not my will, God, but your will be done. Because any one of us, if we would have been Jesus in the garden, would have called down all those people. But he gave us the best example. I don't want to go through this. I don't want to face this. I don't want to have to do all this. God, but in the end of the day, not my will, but your will be done. Even if it takes me to uncomfortable places. Yes, ministry is going to take you to uncomfortable places. Being used by God is going to take you to uncomfortable places. But remember, he says, I am with thee. I'm there beside thee. I'm going to make sure you make it. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I'm going to make sure you make this out alone. He says, man, he was, he was mighty in knowledge. You know why? Because as soon as the Lord showed up, he called him out. I know the scripture. I know what my mom and dad said. I heard you're a mighty God. I don't see that you're a mighty God. Oh, he knew his word. Somebody, you need to know your word. Come on, you need to take enough effort to say, God, I'm going to dive into your word. You know why? That's you saying, God, it means something to me. I can have knowledge of this world, and I'm not bashing knowledge of this world. We need educators. We need educated people. We need people that go to college. We need it. Tithing needs it. Making sure we're all paying attention here and not shutting me out. But we still need a knowledge of God. He was spiritually hungry. He looked to the Lord and says, I want you to do it again. I don't want to hear about what my mom and dad saw, but I want to hear it again. I, I want to see it from my own eyes. I'm thankful for the testimonies we have in the church, and I'm thankful for the pillars that we have in the church. But I don't want to live off of what they know. I don't want to live off of their blessings and their miracles and, and their experiences. But, man, I want my own experiences. I'm hungry for an awakening. I'm hungry for a revival. I'm hungry for a move of God. Oh, when you find somebody that's hungry for a move of the Holy Ghost, heaven says, I can use that person. Because when you're hungry for it, you search for it. When you're thirsty for it, you beg for it. I'm not stopping until I get my miracle. I'm not stopping until I see revival. I'm not stopping until we're completely free. I'm not stopping until my family's saved. I'm not stopping until my coworkers are saved. I'm not giving up just because the enemy looks big. But I want to see it. I want to experience it. He was mighty because he was teachable. He was submissive. He was faithful. 
If God's going to use you, you've got to be faithful. You've got to have enough faith to pick yourself up and walk from behind the wine press. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing it because the Lord said to do it. I need to remind somebody today of just how good God's been to you. I need to remind somebody today that God's got brought you through it once. He's going to bring you through it again. He brought your mom and dad this far. He's going to bring you this far. He brought grandma and grandpa this far. He's going to bring you this far. You need to be reminded that the church was birthed some 2,000 years ago, and he's not taking his promises away. He was not looking for the most powerful. He was looking for the humble. He was not looking for the man of war, but a man who cared. He was not looking for a strong-willed man, but a man with strong faith. Right now, you're looking at your situation all the wrong ways. Because you're looking at it like you're going to do something. You're looking at it like you're the one going to war. You're looking at it like you're the one responsible for the outcome. That you're somehow going to go and kick the devil's rear end. It's not by power. It's not by might. But it's by his spirit. Because I'm not fighting a carnal war right now. I'm not fighting something that I can put my boxing gloves on. Or I can use my own might, but I'm fighting something that's only going to be won by faith. It's going to be won in the prayer room. It's going to be won in my praise and in my worship. It's going to be won in my silent times with God when nobody else is around. Come on, some Gideons. You need to be reminded tonight what you're made of and what you have inside of you. What's inside of you right now is enough. I said what you possess right now is enough. That spirit you feel turning, saying, don't you quit. You keep pressing. You keep pushing. That's enough. When you don't want to come to church and you roll over and you go ahead and get yourself up out of bed, that's enough. Acts chapter 17, verse 24 through 28. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is the Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything anyways. There's a little bit of sarcasm in there and I like it. Oh, you think you're worshipping him. You really think he needs your worship? There's legions of angels that are surrounding him right now, worshipping him. There's elders that are worshipping him right now. You really think that he needs your worship? Who do you think you are? He needs to hear me play the piano. He needs to hear me grab a microphone and sing. My God, I've heard people before. Oh, she puts, she gets the microphone. She's she's gonna she's gonna mess this place up. I'm gonna tell you right now. If you come with that kind of spirit, you don't need a microphone. Cause it's not you. There's nothing about you in it. When God moves, it's because God wanted to move. And when God doesn't move, it's because God doesn't want to move. It doesn't matter who has a microphone. Neither is worship with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, 
and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their inhabitation. Verse 27, that they should seek the Lord. If happily they might feel after him, cheerfully. Oh, right now, there's, a, there's an enemy out there that's bigger than me. I know what to do. There's a situation that's bigger than me right now. I know where to go. There's something that I can't defeat on my own. There's a Goliath that I don't want to go out against. I know where to go to. Oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Hath made, and they shall seek, verse 27, if happily they might fill after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. See, Gideon, when he first approached the Lord, he says, where have you been? Where have you been this whole time, dude? Come on, right now, you're saying the same thing to the Lord. I know I've said it. God, where in the world are you? This is nuts. Where are you, God? Hello? Anybody home? He's standing right beside you. I want to see what you're made of right now. I want to see what you're going to do when there's no shout. I want to see what, what you do when souls aren't pouring in the front doors. I want to see what you do when you don't get everything you think you deserve. I want to see what you do, amen, when it's just you and the enemy. And you don't think anybody else is around. But you know what, Gideon, I saw you still working. I saw you still trying. You may not have the most success you wanted. You may not have the revival and accomplish everything you thought you were going to accomplish. Oh, but I saw you working. I saw you still coming to prayer meetings when nobody else was. I heard you in the midnight hour when nobody else. Because why did the Lord come at that time? Because Israel finally was humbled enough. Their sin got them into that mess, and their prayer got them out of it. Come on, you're going to get yourself into some things, but your prayer is going to find yourself out of it. 28, for in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of our own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Let me remind you today, everything you are is in Jesus. Pastor Ty started off today. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus why I wake up in the morning. It's Jesus why I get myself together. It's Jesus why I come to church. And it's Jesus. Come on, you're looking right now saying, I, I, where am I going to go? Where, how are, how's this all going to work out? I can just imagine Gideon. He gets together and he says, all right, Lord, let's do this thing. As soon as he comes up there, the Lord's like, hey, you got, you got a few thousand men, but that's too many. Go ahead and get rid of some of them. What? All right, Lord. Well, what's going to be your response? When the Lord says, you're not going to do it the way you think you're going to do it. You want to have revival? Guess what? It's not going to come like you think it's going to come. You want to win your family? Guess what? It's not coming how you think it's going to come. Uh, because if it came 
how you thought it was going to come, you're going to get the glory. But I'm going to sit back, and all nations are going to know it was the Lord. Everybody's going to know it worked. It was Jesus, not you. Everybody's going to know in Muncie, it wasn't Herod's Apostolic Tabernacle, but it was a mighty hand of God. Your family's going to look at you and say, oh, it wasn't your talents, it wasn't your gifts, but it was God that moved. So let me remind you tonight that your enemy is afraid of you. Oh, hold on, this isn't the best part. This isn't the best part. Look at this. Verse number 9. Judges chapter 7, verse number 9. Look at this. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said to him, Arise and get thee down to the host, for I have delivered you already into the hand. I was working on this when you were still hiding behind there. I just wanted to see if I could get you to this point. I said revival's already in the way. I need you to get yourself behind the wine press and see what you're going to do. Before you see the victory. Before you know the plan, I want to know if you're going to get yourself behind that wine press. That wasn't the best part. Look at number 10. But Gideon, if you still have a little bit of fear in you, I'm thankful God said that. Because you know what? I still have fear every time I walk behind this pulpit. My wife was one of them speaking. She's like, I'm so nervous. She's the one that said, I'm going to throw up. I said, welcome to the club. She says, oh, you do it all the time. I said, no. Every time I get behind this pulpit, I want to puke. That never leaves. I don't think so anyways. It's still there. But he says, even if you fear to go down, I got you a buddy. Whew. You're not by yourself, Gideon. I got you a buddy. And I want both of you to walk down. And I want you to hear something. Before you go into battle, I want you to hear what the enemy is saying right now. Verse 11, and thou shalt hear what they say. And afterward, after you hear what hell has to say, after you hear what that big bad enemy thinks about you, after, my God, I hope somebody's encouraged today, amen, to get yourself up and to walk out from behind the wiper. I hope somebody is reminded today of how good God is. And afterwards, shall thy hands be strengthened. Oh, God, I wasn't completely ready, but after I heard that, let's go, let's go, let's go. He said, I'm going to give your hands the strength that they need to go down to the enemy's camp. Then we head down with Purah, his servant, into the house of the armed men that were in the host. They snuck on up there. Verse number 12, the Midianites and the Mamakalites, they were all together. There were two great armies. They were all together. And all the children of the east lay along the valley like grasshoppers for multitudes. They still looked. They're still mighty. They're still powerful. They're still without number. Oh, it's still there. The numbers are still there. The numbers are still there. But look what the Lord is doing on the inside. They said, without number, they were there as the sand by the seed of multitude. And when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man. That at some time had a dream. Come on, I'm going to tell you right now. If God will give us dreams and visions, you better believe he's going to give the enemy dreams and visions. Oh, come on. I'm going to show you. I'm going to give hell a precursor of what's getting ready to happen. 
I'm, I want them to see the revival that I'm getting ready to. Why do you think the enemy's working so hard right now? Why do you think the enemy's attacking our family so hard right now? Because he already saw what's going to happen. He already knows what's getting ready to take place. He already sees a revival in the amount of souls that we're getting ready to rescue from the mouth of hell. The enemy already knows and he's working. He said, I got to get them. I got to get them before they get me. You know the souls that are tied to you right now? Oh, there's souls that are tied to you right now that the enemy wants to take away. If I can make them quit, then all those souls that are tied, Sister Tanner, to you, they're not going to be there any longer. All those souls that you, your family's going to win, they're not going to be there any longer. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. <laughs> he tells of a dream unto his fellows and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream, and lo, a cake of barley. What, what, what was Gideon doing? Threshing wheat? Huh. A, a cake of barley. Just one cake of barley. Bread tumbled into the host of Midian. One little thing. And came into a tent. And it smote it that it fell and overturned it. And the tent lay along. And the enemy didn't look at him. His fellow members didn't look at him and says, Oh, you're nuts. You're crazy. You drank too much last night. No, another one piped in and says, this is nothing else save the sword of Gideon. What? You're telling me a great multitude knew about Gideon? He wasn't the king. Who was Gideon? Look in your Bible. You're not going to find Gideon anywhere else. You're not going to find the mighty battle man of Gideon anywhere else in the Bible. So how do they know who Gideon was? He even says, my family is poor. We have nothing to our name. But that this great nation knew him by name. Oh, don't you think right now, hell knows you by name? I want to remind you right now, hell knows you by name already. Hell knows how powerful you are. Hell knows how great you are. His fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash. What? A man of Israel. For into this hand hath God, capital G. Before it even happened, they said, Oh my goodness, this dude named Gideon, son of Joash, by the mighty hand of God, is getting ready to wreak havoc on all of us. Not their God, but the God. They understood who Israel was. They may have had them under, they had Israel under their thumb for seven years, but they knew it was a ticking time bomb. I could only have them under my thumb so long. I could only steal from them so long. I could only take from them so long. I could only wreak havoc on them so long. I could only take from them so long. I said right now, there is a time clock on what the hell, what hell is doing right now. And that time clock is running out. You need to pick yourself up and hear what the enemy has to say. Because the enemy says, I'm afraid of them. I'm scared of them. They're mighty. They're powerful. Oh, 
Oh, come on, why don't you close your eyes right now and shut yourself in with Jesus. God, remind me who I am. God, remind me every word that was spoken over me. Remind me every prayer that was ever prayed. Remind me of every dream, God, you ever gave me. Ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Oh, come on, let me remind you who you are today. For ye are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in him. Don't wait for your neighbor to get this. If you get it, won't you thank God? If you hear the voice of God calling you right now, ah, you mighty man of valor, you woman of valor, God is with you. I said God is with you right now, mighty man of valor. God is with you right now, mighty woman of valor. Don't you stay in hiding any longer. It's time you stand up and come on out from it. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah, and all ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. And thou King Jehoshaphat, saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor be dis- dismayed by reason of this great multitude. Quit looking at what you see. I said quit looking about what you see right now with your physical eyes. Stop looking at it. Stop focusing on your enemy right now. Quit counting how big it is. Quit counting how far it is. Quit determining how strong the hold is. Stop looking at it. For the Lord said, the battle is not yours, but God's. Let me remind you today, this battle is not yours. This battle is not yours. This battle is God's. You need to use the might, the power that God's laid inside of you. And you need to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and remind yourself who you are in him. Oh, come on, somebody. Husbands, your family needs you right now more than they've ever needed you before. Moms, your kids need you right now more than they ever need you before. Come on, close your eyes. Get yourself shut in with Jesus right now. Come on, I wonder what would happen if we got close to somebody. And we supported them right now. I wonder what would happen if we got close to our brothers and our sisters and we reminded each other that we're not by ourselves. Come on, Gideon wasn't sent by himself into the enemy's camp, but he says, I got somebody that's going to go down to the enemy's camp with you. Come on, I want you to grab a hold of somebody's hand right now, and I want you to pray with them. I want you to remind them that they're not by themselves. I want you to remind them that they're powerful. That there's anointing inside of them. 
Come on, let me remind you what the Bible says. One will put a thousand to flight, but two people gathered together will put two thousand to flight. You may be fighting something that's bigger than you, but when you connect yourself with your brothers and sisters, God doesn't work in addition. God works in multiplication. Come on, the Bible says wherever two or three are gathered together, touching one thing, there he will be in the midst. Let me remind you how powerful you are with your brothers and sisters. I need God to show up in this place. Get yourself connected with a brother and a sister and watch God show up in the midst of your prayers. We're not a has-been church. We're a future church. Our greatest day isn't behind us. Our greatest day is before us. Oh. Come on, let us be reminded that a prophet said this church is going to be filled. We're going to have a multicultural revival. That word is still true. Our families are coming in. The chains that are over this city, let me remind you, were told to us, will be broken because God's given this church the keys to addiction. And we will not stop and we will not quit. Until we do what God's called us to do. Until we be what God's called us to be. Let me remind you, there was a former rain that was enough to get the seed planted. But the Bible says, in the last days, there is going to be a latter rain. That was the former and the latter together. There's going to be a great harvest. There's going to be a great rain. Oh. oh, hallelujah. Let me remind you today who you are. Let me remind you today what you possess. Jesus says, I'm not going to leave you comfortless, but I need you to go dwell, and I'm going to put the comforter inside of you. The Spirit of God is living inside of you right now. I said, let me remind you, the Spirit of God is living inside of you right now. Let me remind you, he said there were great works that were done. But he says, you're also going to do these great works. Because inside of you is the same Spirit. Ah. Uh, I refuse to let this church be in the same spot December 20, 2002 as it is in 2021. But in 2022, this church will walk in revival. This church will see the miraculous take place. Uh, we're not going to quit. We're not going to stop. Come on, there's too many people praying by themselves right now. There's too many people who still aren't convinced that they can come out from behind a wine press. You're powerful. You're mighty. 
You have what it takes. You were anointed. You were ordained. Oh, come on, what are you going to do with the Word of God? Come on, the Word of God came down and called you out right now. Gideon said, I don't know what this entails, but I heard the Word of God, and I'm going to obey. The Word of God just went forth. What are you going to do right now? I can stay hidden behind the wine press, or I can come out. Come on, what are you going to do right now? Come on, prayer warriors, I don't want your voices to be low. I don't want you to be silent if you're a prayer warrior. But what we need right now are voices from this church going up into heaven. I need some prayer warrior voices to sing out right now. Come on, something's being birthed inside of our prayer warriors. That's getting ready to jump on some doubters right now. Come on, there's a travailing that's taking place. There's power inside of you. There's anointing inside of you. There's strength inside of you. Let's have revival. Let's see our families get saved.
Come on, I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Come on, watch your face in right now. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. That's what I feel in my spirit right now. Come on, what you're facing right now, what you're going through right now, everything's going to be all right. I wonder if you stand to your feet right now and give God some praise. Come on, everything's going to be all right. Come on, the Israelites, as they were marching around the wall of Jericho, they had the praise before the wall fell down. Gideon and his men had to make noise before the Midianites. Amen. And the Amicalites destroyed each other. Sometimes we have to praise before we see the victory. But I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. I wonder right now if somebody would go out of the ordinary with some praise and some worship. I wonder right now if somebody would dance before the Lord. I wonder right now somebody would worship before the Lord. I dare somebody to take a lap that everything's going to be all right. Why don't you dance in front of your enemy? Everything's going to be all right. We put some things in God's hands tonight and everything's going to be all right. We come I said your family's coming around. Your family, that promise that you've had, Sister X in for a long time. I feel in my spirit, God's gonna come through. Come on, late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn around. Sister Kirsten, will you go worship with Sister Rexanne right now and just break loose for a couple moments? Come on, somebody grab a hold of somebody. Sister Nicole, Sister Charlotte, why don't you have a praise break? Come on, Sister Chandler, Sister Diamond, why don't you guys grab an edge right now? I'm tired of the enemy getting the last say. I'm tired of the enemy getting the last voice. Hey, won't you guys praise, praise together. Won't you guys praise together right now. Grab him and praise with him right now. Come on, grab your mom by the hand and praise with her. Oh, come on, I know it seems silly right now. I know it's in a moment that praise doesn't seem like it just exists. But praise and worship always has a place. I don't see a way out. Praise. Worship. I don't feel like praising and worshiping right now. I don't care. That's the perfect time to praise and worship. I don't think it's going to help. You're mistaken. It's going to be the very thing that pulls you out. 
If doubt creeps in your mind, praise and worship harder. Come on, Brother Gabe, won't you praise and worship a little bit harder? Don't let doubt creep in. Somebody this week is going to get some answers. And when you get in here on Sunday, you need to testify. Come on, because right now, some of you are wreaking havoc on your Midianites and Amicalites. And God's getting ready to do some things in your favor. know what needs to happen right now but God's not done somebody in your spirit right now you're feeling a praise break and it's stirring up in your spirit right now it's getting so intense you're not sure what to do if you'll just let that out come on you're holding back some praise and worship that's the very thing that's going to wall knock walls down Pastor Ty, there's some things on the horizon right now that you've been praying and asking for. God said, don't you give up. Don't you throw away the dream. Don't you push it anywhere else. But you put it the forefront right now. Come on, you need to get yourself ready right now. You need to start putting some things in order right now. Come on, God already said revival's here. And I feel it, I feel it, I feel revival's here. We don't need a special speaker. Oh, because what's inside of you is healing. What's inside of you is power. Amen. To see the miraculous take place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Come on, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain right now. He come, I love what God is doing in this place right now. I love what God is doing in this place right now. I'm thankful what the Lord, can we thank God right now for what he's doing in this place? He showed up on Sunday and he turned around and he showed up on a Wednesday. During a midweek service, God showed up because he loves you. God showed up because he's preparing you. God shows up because he wants better for his church. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, can you thank him right now? Come on, just lift your hands to heaven. Give him a wave offering. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Will you vocalize it? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I may not understand what I'm thanking him for yet, but I'm thankful for what was done. I may not fully understand the outcome yet, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful in advance. He come, Come on, I, all I can do right now is if you want to be dismissed, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. I want you to have a wonderful week. I want you to be here on Sunday. Here, Bishop Willis, minister, 1030, 1115. You're dismissed in Jesus' name, honestly. If you're good, you got what you need to go. But I'm not going to stop what's taking place in this altar right now. And I'll tell you this, if you're not satisfied with what you got and what you're leaving with, there's something happening right here at this altar. And if you don't want to leave the same way you came, get yourself up to this altar. Come on, you're dismissed. Go get your kids.